Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Come unto me. And folks, we've lived to a day where the Lord's trying to get our attention if we'll just look. And we've tried things to please men. We've tried things to please ourselves. We've tried to please Hollywood and things of that nature. It's time that we come to the Lord. It's time that we call on his name. And I heard a preacher this morning, and I've quoted it myself. It's in Second Chronicles chapter 7. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and seek my face and repent of their sins, then will I hear from heaven and will heal their land. It's time we come to the Lord. It's that simple. You never will find peace till you come to Jesus. You never will know what real happiness is. You may have a moment here or a moment there, but you never will know what real happiness is until you come to Jesus. It's that simple. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's time we come to him. It's time. Oh, have you gone far enough? I, I know we got folks watching that may have, be going through a trial. You may be going through a hard time, a hardship. But I'm here to tell you today, there's somebody that loves you. There's somebody that cares for you, and his name is Jesus. I, I, the words I say may bring you a little bit of peace of mind for just a few moments, but if Jesus speaks peace to you, it'll change your life. If Jesus touches you, it'll make a real difference. I may give you a dollar or something of that nature that might help you to get to your next meal, but Jesus can feed you eternally. I'm here to tell you, he makes a real difference in men and women a long life's way. So we read... This scripture today where he said, come unto me all, he don't discriminate. It don't matter what your skin color is. It don't matter where you're from. It don't matter the language that you speak. He wants all to come to him. He's never refused one. He'll not turn anybody away. But he wants all to call on his name. Have you called on his name? Have you tried him? I've never met anybody that's tried him that's been sorry. I like number 114 in the Greek book. Ever since Jesus saved and parted, I've been seeking every day. I've never been sorry. Praise the Lord that I've trusted his name. I like number 22 in the red book. Try Jesus. He never fails. I would that all men would call on him today. I would that all men had the peace in their heart that I do. I would that all men, women, boys and girls, knew Jesus and knew when their life was over, when they closed their eyes in death, that heaven was going to be their home. If you don't know today, you need to come unto Jesus. All right. Come unto me all ye that labor 
and are heavy laden. I'm going to tell you, whenever I got saved by the grace of God, I was as heavy burdened as I've ever been. I was, I had a guilt on me of sin. I had a fear of hell and I could not go to sleep that night because I was afraid if I closed my eyes and didn't open them that hell would be my home. I was heavy laden. I was burdened down. Could go no farther. Have you reached that point yet? Have you got to the place to where you're afraid to die? Have you got to the point to where you just don't want to close your eyes? Because you don't know what might happen. I can tell you on the authority of God's word. His hand is not short that it cannot say neither. Is his ear heavy that it cannot hear? He can reach down right where you're at preacher. I'm not in church. I'm in my living room. I'm in my bedroom. And Jesus can be out with you. If you'll trust him and call on his name. I can't get to my knees preacher. My legs don't work anymore. It's not in your legs that matters. It's your heart. He's not in there that I've a broken heart. And will say such as be of a contrite spirit. He'll know eyes. Turn you away. He should make a way. And a highway there shall be. And it shall be for that man. That's a wayfaring fool. And though he be a fool, he cannot err therein. I'm telling you today, you can't make a mistake coming to Jesus. He'll be there to save you in your time of need. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There therefore remaineth a rest for those that are asleep in the Lord. That's what the Bible says. Listen, friend, this is not it. This is not all that there is. We're not like animals. We don't just die and lay down and that's it. You have a soul. I can prove it to you in God's word. The Bible said that God breathed into man's nostrils and man became a living soul. Your being is going to live on somewhere. You are going to live on throughout eternity. Where are you going to live? Are you going to live in heaven? And I'm talking to you specifically this morning. Are you going to heaven? And do you know Jesus? It's not enough just to know his name. I know Donald Trump's name, but guess what? He don't know who Mike Strange is. He wouldn't, he wouldn't give me the time of day. I'm not important enough. Oh, Bill Clinton doesn't know who Mike Strange is. He wouldn't give me the time of day. I'm not important enough. But I'm here to tell you today, you're important to Jesus. He knows you. And if you'll call on his name, he'll save your soul. Oh, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. You don't have to be dressed the best. You don't have to have the finest clothes that men can wear. You don't have to have money in your pocket. You don't have much money. I had on me when Jesus saved my soul. Not one red sin. I was in my pajama pants. And Jesus saved me anyway. My mom and dad were poor. My dad worked and earned a little bit over a minimum wage. We had one old used car that broke down frequently. But Jesus saved me anyway. Why? Because because he loves me and he loves you. Why don't you?
come out to Jesus. He's not after the prideful. He's after the brokenhearted. He's after those that need a friend. Oh, ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Friend, there's nothing like coming to Jesus. He said, come unto me. Remember, Jesus saw his disciples there one day and they were with the Pharisees and the scribes and they were debating back and forth and Jesus wanted to know what the turmoil was about and a young man spoke up and he said, I brought my son. He has a dumb spirit and it taketh him and, it, and it, when he walloweth and he foameth at the mouth and oft times it had caused him maybe to almost go into the fire or fall into the water and if thou canst do anything would you help us have compassion on us preacher in this day and age and I know we've got a bunch of cynical people especially young people today I'm preaching to you right now listen folks oh where is God in this day and age why would he allow something like this to hit our country hit our nation to sweep our world let me tell you something if you look you'll find him you'll find him in the compassion and acts that our fellow man has on one another you'll find him in nature in the flowers that grow in the grass that springs forth so green in the spring you'll find him in the hearts of men and women boys and girls that believe on him and you'll hear his voice if you listen you'll feel his touch his knock at your heart's door he lives he lives, he lives, and he's coming back. Are you ready for him? Have you come to him and called on his name? If thou canst do anything, have compassion on us. Jesus called to the Spirit, and immediately the boy began to wallow and foam. Jesus called out, and the spirit came out of the lad. Many thought he was dead. I was that boy one day. You were that child one day, dead in sin. But here's what made the difference. It wasn't just enough. And I, we have people that are scared to death of demons and things like that. I will not fear man, for I know whom I believe, folks. Jesus is able to keep me. I came to him one day. Oh, listen, the little boy lay lifeless until Jesus reached out his hand. When Jesus touched him, it made all the difference. He came to life. He brought him back to his father and gave him back to his father. And that boy lived, I believe, a long, long, long life, became an old man, all because Jesus touched him. And he's still living today, preacher. That's over 2,000 years ago. Well, some of you don't going to like this. That was over 2,000 years ago. Shorty, that man's dead by now. His carcass may be in a grave, but Jesus touched him. He came to Jesus, and he lives. Wow, preacher, because he was born again by the Spirit and grace of God. And somewhere... That man will be just like I am when death finds me. I'll be waiting for Jesus to call my name. 
I'll just be at rest for a little while. Come to Jesus. Come to me, all. All. I've seen folks, church folks, I've seen those folks. If you don't look like them, they don't want you in their congregation. If you don't dress like them, they don't want you in their congregation. That's not what Jesus said. Come unto me all. A-L-L. He didn't exclude them because they were different skin color. He didn't exclude them because they were tattooed. He didn't exclude them because they were pierced. He didn't exclude them because they didn't walk like, talk like, act like Christians. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. He came for you. Why don't you come to him? We talked about a little boy. Let's talk about a little girl. Remember Jairus came to Jesus, wanted him to come down at his house. He had a little girl, 12-year-old, at the point of death. He said, would you please just come? Now listen, Jesus didn't come. This is a good lesson in faith for me and you. Jesus didn't come whenever Jairus first mentioned it to him, did he? No doubt, Jairus stood and prayed and begged God to intervene on his little girl's behalf. And while he was praying, he watched Jesus as the woman touched the hem of his garment. Jairus worried to death about his little girl, but Jesus took time to answer someone else's prayer. Oh, it may not be when we think it's supposed to be, but when it's on God's time, all the devils in hell can't stop it. The woman had an issue of blood, touched the hem of his garment. She had tried many physicians, grew none of the the better, but rather grew worse until she came to Jesus. You may have tried pills. You may have tried alcohol. You may have tried therapy. Why don't you try Jesus? Why don't you just call on his name? Why don't you just say, I've gone as far as I can go. I don't know what else to do. I, I'm right here before you, Lord, with a broken heart. Oh, Jesus, you know my prayer with the Lord saved me. I didn't have a multitude of words. I didn't have a complicated litany of a speech to lay out before the Lord. I said four words, Jesus, please save me. That was it. I said that over and over and over. And about the fourth or fifth time, the guilt, that heavy laden burden that I had left me. And I knew down deep in my heart that I was going to heaven when I left that swirl because he spoke peace to my soul. And he'll do the same for you. Come unto me. Jairus came to Jesus. And when he got there, he ran everybody out of the house. They said, that girl's dead. They said, nothing can be done for her. You've got relatives today that people say have gone too far, don't you? You've got friends, loved ones, and no telling what they're doing. And people say they've gone too far. Their life will never be good. Their life will never be any better. It is what it is. Have you heard that statement? It is what it is. Well, with Jesus... It could be better. Oh, she's dead, Jesus. <laughs> she's laying in our lifeless. 
There's nothing that can be done. And they put him to score, but he ran all of them out. He went in, and what happened? Jesus touched her. And when Jesus touched Jairus' daughter, she got up. New life sprang forth, and he gave her back to, to her mom and dad. What does that represent? It represents giving a newborn Christian to the church because that's where they need to be. I love Bible school, and parents, I'm going to lay this right out there for you. Don't send them. Bring them. Come with them. Make sure they're getting the real thing. I wouldn't want to, to confuse or to or to have a child misunderstand me in any way, shape, or form or mislead anyone. So you bring your child with you. Make sure they're hearing the gospel. Make sure the parent God is drawing them and not some adult. I want to see the Lord draw them because that's what will make the difference. I can pull, but then leave this house lost. When the Lord draws them, he'll draw them down, and they'll know what to do. Oh, there's never been a minister called that the Lord didn't place the desire in their heart to see people saved. But it's not on my time, it's on God's time, and I just have to depend on him. He did make me this promise. He said the word would not return unto me void. Psalm says this. They that cometh forth weeping, bearing precious seeds, shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing their sheaves with them. It's not enough. Preacher, you're crazy. It's not enough for me to go to heaven. I got some people I want to bring with me you ever been there? Somebody will say, well, let's go to the fire. Let's go to the mall. Let's go to the movies. You say, wait a minute, I want to see if so-and-so wants to go. How long has it been since you asked so-and-so if they want to go to heaven? How long has it been since you shared Jesus with somebody? Remember the day you came to him? Remember the time you trusted in him and called on his name? He's not changed. He's still good. When he sung the song, God is still good. And let me just relate this to you. I, I got married almost 30 years ago. It'll be 30 years in June. We've got three precious children, three boys. The Lord's blessed them. They're grown. They got a good education. They're out making their way in the world on their own. And they're a good part of my life. I appreciate them. I've got a good family, good mom and dad, sister, niece. And they're a blessing to me, and I appreciate them. But the best part of my life, the best thing that ever happened to me, is when I came to Jesus. He's still good to me today. He's a friend that's sticking closer than a brother, and he's not just my friend. He'll be yours too if you'll come to him. You want, want to know what a wasted life is? You want to know the saddest life you'll ever lead is when you leave this world lost. When you spend your whole life and not one instant, not just one a few seconds, not one day did you come to Jesus. Oh, let me tell you what will happen to you. I'm not going to leave you hanging. Not everybody's going to heaven. Did you know that? I wish they all would. There's a place for all of them there. 
But people have never come to Jesus. Never call on his name. They go to hell. And they spend eternity wishing they had taken just a few minutes. They spend eternity in regret, remorse, pain, agony, burning forever, wishing they had come to Jesus. It's that simple. But preacher, as soon as we can get back in church, I'm going to run to that altar. And I'm going to ask Jesus to save me. You don't have to be right here, wherever you're at. You ask Jesus right now. Right now. Come on, he's saying, I don't know who the Lord's helping me preach to today, but he's helping me for a few minutes. Somebody needs to be saved today. And if you're hearing me and your heart's about to beat out of your chest, if you're hearing me and you think maybe it might be me, it is. It's you. Why don't you ask Jesus to save you right now? You don't need me. You don't need the deacons at Dutch Bottoms. You don't need some big preacher in your community. You need Jesus in your heart right now. Come unto me. I'd fall and scrape my knee as a kid. I'd go running right to mom. She'd coddle me up, put a band-aid, clean it off, put a band-aid on it. In a day or so, it'd feel better. Big problems in life. I'd sit down and talk to my dad. He'd give me some good sound advice. Maybe make me feel better about the whole situation. But when it came to salvation, they couldn't help me. Mama couldn't love me enough to save my soul. Daddy couldn't give me wise words to make me feel better about the prospects of me going to hell. It took me coming to Jesus. You never will be satisfied until you ask Jesus to save you. Until he takes all your sin away, your life will still be misery. Until he speaks peace, you never will get a good night's sleep. Until he is a part of your life every day. Now, friend, here we are, and we can't meet like we normally do. Some of you Christians, some of you church members, you may have drifted off. You may have laid your Bible down. It may have been a while since you had just a little talk. I find myself saying a multitude of words and then getting up and I've never really spoke to him. When you really talk to Jesus, you can feel it on the inside and not... You're not the only one that does all the talking. He speaks back to you. Did you know that? He's waiting to hear from you. Why don't you come to him? Why don't you call on him? Today is the day of salvation. Now is the appointed time. If you hear his voice today, I talked to Debbie. She's our person that, that runs our church Facebook page. Nearly every video we've put up since this started has had seven, eight hundred, even more than that views. All that matters is that you're watching right now. All that matters is that you call to Jesus right now, that you come to him. Friend, I'm telling you today, you need salvation because you're not promised tomorrow. Oh, if you hear his voice today, harden not your heart. Oh, that you'd try him, that you'd come to him. I mentioned the lady that had the issue of blood. 
She never even got to shake his hand. She never even got to run to touch his head or to hug his neck. She just got close enough to touch the hem of his garment. But that was a big enough touch till it changed her life. You might not be able to come to the altar at Dutch Bottoms and pray. You might not be able to shake my hand or to hug my neck, preacher. You shouldn't talk like that, that virus. Let me tell you something. I'll serve a great big God. He'll take care of me. But if you can't do that, you can go to Jesus. He's always there. He's always listening. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me from my... <clears throat> For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. Well, preacher, I've had such a hard time trying to live for the Lord now. Be careful what you say. This contradicts that. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You know who it says has a hard life? The way of the transgressor is hard. So if you're having a hard time... You might need to come to Jesus. Let me just relay this, and then I'll, I'll hush. Many, many years ago, when I was a young man, we had revival at the church that I attended, and I sat on the front pew, and I thought everything was well. thought I was in good shape. And the evangelist got up and read the scripture where Peter went walking on the water. To go to Jesus. And when he first started, I thought, boy, that's going to be a good message. I'm going to enjoy this. But the longer he preached, the more I realized how like Peter I was. His text was, keep your eyes on Jesus. And the longer he preached, the more I realized how I'd been looking away. How I'd been looking at the storms and the winds and the waves Instead of looking to the Savior. Nobody's perfect. And there's always room for me to get closer. To come to the Lord. To get closer. There's room for you too. Sinner, there's room for you too. He has a place in his book reserved for your name. If you come to him, the angels in heaven will rejoice because your name's been book of life. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If your heart's troubled, you need to pray right now. Pray. Ask Jesus to save you. I love you. Two weeks from today,